So welcome to the follow-up podcast. My name is Hayden. I am the worship director here at Arbor Church, and today I'm joined by Allison Oconee, our community care pastor, Cliff Tadema, our interim pastor, and Scott Hetherington, a member of our elder board and our speaking team, and he spoke yesterday. And this was your first time back for a little bit, right, Scott? You can- Yes, it's been a stretch. I've yeah. Been, I've been a little bit busy doing some other things, but yes, yeah. it was good to be back. Just working on some passion projects and creative you know, space. Just that thing called a job. Oh, right okay. Yeah, that thing. Yeah. Not very busy at all these <laughs> In days. In a pandemic. <laughs> During a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we are in our third week of what we're calling um, Christmas Stories, where we are kind of picking some stories that either people have heard before and put a new spin on it, or we're um, talking about things that maybe people don't know a whole lot about. Brian kicked off the series and, and did the genealogy genealogy of Jesus and kind of spent some time talking on um, some people that we hadn't heard of um, or heard from. And um, Scott, you decided to kind of do a little bit of um, a few different people, right, in, in the vein of originally it was fear not, but it's do not be afraid. Is that what we landed on yesterday? Yes. We ended up on do not be afraid because that's the phrase that I had found most common in the verse. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, kind of, kind of talk to me cause we, um, we had kind of a, an idea of where we were going to be going with this series and we've kind of, uh, made a, a couple different turns along the way and you hopped in here, um, for this Sunday, and this wasn't something that we had planned at the beginning of the series, but I believe if Cliff told me correctly, you actually came to him with this idea. Is that right? To talk about this message? Yeah, I don't. I don't often promote myself. To, I, I came up with this idea. I was actually sitting back there. I think it was the Sunday Brian was speaking, or maybe Allison. But no, I think it was Brian because we're going to the genealogy of stuff. And often when I'm pre- when someone's preaching, I'm taking notes. And I'm thinking about this. I go, oh. I jump over to another verse to see where we're looking at things. And I was just back there and I was looking at the whole genealogy and I was thinking about the promise of the Messiah through all these years and everything that Israel had been through. And then the way that it came about was completely different than anything they'd ever thought of. And I just started going, looking at, you know, Joseph and Mary, and this phrase, do not be afraid, kept jumping out to me. And it literally was like this just, things just click, click, dominoes fell into place for like, uh, in order of sway, I wanted to tell the story of do not be afraid. So I just went to Cliff. I said, hey, if you guys need a Sunday off coming up, I know you guys are busy. I got a message. It's in my head. I think, it, I think it's, you know, falling into place. I don't need to speak. I never try to promote myself. But if you want someone to speak on one of these Sundays, I'm happy to do it. So. And then when he did that, he told me what it was about and a little bit of uh, of the, the background to it. And, yeah. and to me, it just... I, I just felt like, no, we have to hear that. We have to, that we've got to, yeah. we need to hear that. And where we're at as a church, we need to hear that. Where mm-hmm. we're at as a culture, we need to hear that. Yeah. So to me, it was like, okay, no. So I told Scott, I said, no, then you're going to do it uh, on the date that I'm slated because I've already committed to Allison and Brian and so forth. Yeah. And, and, uh, and he said, and he kept trying to defer. And I said, no, 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 you've got to do it that date. <laughs> and so he did. He said, okay, yeah. I can make that work. And then uh, I was talking to Allison about it, and Allison, and Allison said, why don't you do the one that I was going to do? Hmm. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean up. to bump you off. The- no, but as, <laughs> as luck would have it, I'm, I'm now back on, on the second. Yes. So okay. 
Yeah. It's just. Yeah. It's, it's the Holy I, Spirit moving. That's what I think yeah. that the Holy Spirit had an, an idea and plan for you to have this message for someone here at this particular point in time. And that if we had bumped around and not either not had you speak and deliver it or at another time, it wouldn't have served that person as well. So mm. I just know he's got a plan yeah. for all that. And so it's fun to be able to flex and yeah. um, yield to the Holy Spirit and those kinds of things. I love that we're not holding the speak, speaking calendar that yeah. tightly that right. we can't yield. Yeah. So and, I love and I, it. And I love the fact that it, I, I had been, was totally willing to give that up, but I was really excited about talking about Mary and the, and her, how the whole, the whole bond slave thing and all that. And, and I thought, okay, that's fine, Lord. I just really think that's supposed to happen. And then when Allison said no, and then we, I started thinking about what's the best way for us to kick off 2022. Mm. And I thought, man, I think the person who could set the stage the best for that would be Allison. She's been here oh, clearly. all the way through the yeah, whole thing. I would agree. No, yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I just think, and, and none of, you know, I look at that and, and you want to go, yeah, that was pretty smart thinking, but yeah. none of it was mine. I really feel like the Holy Spirit went here. Isn't would it, you get it? Get the idea. You get the idea. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it fun behind the scenes, yeah. right? Yes. To see all these things happen. It's just, we you just, see God we just at work. back the curtain. We're not as organized as we think we are. Is oh, that what we're man. Saying? You know, we're not the boss so here, true. man. Somebody yeah. else is. And I love yeah. it. I and love I mentioned it. fear not because, uh, Again, I have to point out that Allison was right and I was wrong. At the beginning of this series, I made a graphic where I lined out each week of the series. And just so it happens, Cliff changed from Joseph to Mary, correct? So I was like, correct. okay, no sweat. Like, yeah, Allison, I shouldn't have put the, the week's topics on there. I'll change it. And then I put fear not. And then I get your notes, uh, Scott, and oh, it says, do wild. not be afraid. And I'm like, gosh, darn it. Allison is right. <laughs> I just hope that Jesus comes on Christmas Eve so I can have one week right. That well, is I the bet. only thing that matters. <laughs> hey, I'm sure in some translations it does say fear not. Yeah. The ones yeah. I was looking at says yeah. do not be afraid. Yeah. 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 Oh, you're just trying to make him feel better. God's, yeah. Thank you. God's Thank you. trying to humble him. <laughs> and as you say, all the people who had screenshotted that one graphic yeah. and they're just like holding on to hope, man. That that's I like to imagine be a... that there's some real like fans of Arbor out there. They're like, I'm so excited for week three and four when they get <laughs> to on. this. Yeah. And they show up and they're like, what happened? Yeah. Um, right. Our inbox just yeah. gets full. Right. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's hard. <laughs> I do want to spend a little bit of time because I think it's very interesting. We haven't talked about this on the podcast yet, but um, Scott, if you could tell us a little bit more, maybe um, if there was something that Brian had said or during Brian's message that kind of started um, the process, because I think that's really, really interesting and cool that you were sitting here you had no plans to preach in December. Something was said. Obviously, the Holy Spirit was moving in you and God was speaking to you. That led to you saying, I got it. I, well, I don't have to, but if they want me to, I will definitely get up there and share this with Arbor. Um, yeah, I was looking at some of the characters in the genealogy. I think Rahab was the first one um, who basically was told to stay in the city while all the walls came tumbling down around her, mm. but your wall will not. And I thought that's like, that's gotta be a freaky feeling to put your faith in some spies. You just, you know, put your life on the line for Then I was thinking of like Ruth and all of that and what she went through and mm. she had to not be afraid and go to this country with her mother-in-law mm. and the steps that she took. And I just kept walking through different people and that, how many times they had con confronted something in their life where is God going to come through or not? Yeah. Mm. 
And then I thought, wait a second, I think that's kind of a theme of what my first thought was like Mary and Joseph had to do. And then I went back and saw Zachariah was told, do not be afraid, and the shepherds. Mm. So I thought, wow, there's this moment in our lives where we think this is what's going to happen, and this happens. And rather than fall into anxiety and worry and doubt and let those paralyze us, we need to know that God says, do not be afraid. And then I thought, wait a second, God is with us, Emmanuel. That's why we do mm. not need to be afraid. So that's where it kind of just fell into place that Sunday, and I built it from there. That's really cool. Um, so I wish for, sermon writing was that easy for me. It wasn't that easy. It's never that easy. That's why I went to Cliff. I'm like, um, I just, I just, this just fell out of my head. I don't know. We'll go with it and see what yeah, happens. Yeah. Dude, it's yeah. legit. Well, I'm curious because we have uh, two other preachers on the stage. Has there been times um, either here at Arbor or just in general that you hear something or you read something? Is it similar to what um, Scott has had, had happened to him during Brian's message where you get a truth or a principle or something that you hear and say, that'll, that'll definitely preach, and then it just takes off like that? I know it happens for him all the time because he has to just like look out the window and see, you know, oh, a needle fell from the pine tree and all of a sudden he's got a sermon. <laughs> like, so wow. That's like how he legitimately Cliff walks Williams around this there. earth. So, but for other people like me, uh, I see my name on a speaking calendar with a topic assigned to me yeah. and I'm like, dude, Lord, you have got to show up. <laughs> you have got to show up. And yeah. he always does. And sometimes I don't know if it's as beneficial to my listeners, mm. you know, as it is for me and what he has to teach me yeah. um, in that prep. But often, I mean, I, I'm laboring over something for like a month at a time. Yeah. And it's not ever really that easy. But, so. I, think, but yeah. I, I think it goes both ways. If I'm given a topic sometimes, I really have to dig into that and think around that topic. But there's other times, and it's just, it's been that way my whole life where I, I think of, I see something or visualize something else, and like the story plays out like a movie in my head. Mm -hmm. And I just have to go home and just like write down quick notes. I'm like, okay, I'll come back to that later. And that might be useful somewhere down the road. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's just, yeah. I don't know. And, and to, <laughs> I appreciate Alice's confidence. In, oh, you know in that my this ability. is true. Pine needles falling. <laughs> no, you but know I'm. I just I'm, picture you standing in a pine tree watching the needles fall. Yeah, right. Yeah. It is I would serious. do that well. I would do that well looking at the pine tree anyway. But I would say, I mean, yes, that has happened, but it is the exception, not the norm. And, mm. and it's happened sometimes where you get the full download. Sometimes uh, I will get a picture or an idea because what Allison said is correct. I kind of do see the world through that lens. Uh, but then the real, the real effort comes and the, and that effort in unfolding it in, in researching it and grinding through that. And that's the, also the great blessing. I think that comes out of that. I love it when they do like that, you know, but as I said, it's the exception, not the norm. But I think the reason for that is that maybe God, God loves the, str the struggle for us because then when you finally get there, you go, there it is. Ah, you know, that's really helpful. And yeah. yeah. So I didn't have the whole thing written that first day. <laughs> I just had the big idea in mind. But even that yeah. is amazing framework, so. yeah. because then you knew how you were going to move through it. Yes. And I, I, I think that's so legit. That's yeah. what I yearn for, for the spirit to do in me. Too legit to quit. Too, yeah. <laughs> Too legit to quit. Got it. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> uh, Reverend MC Hammer right there. Yeah. 
Um, so Scott, this was, um, I remember from yesterday, but I'm also looking back at your notes. This was, um, in terms of maybe like where we typically go in directions of forming the message, this was very scripture heavy at the top. And then from there you kind of spent more time, um, hopping into the main points after we had gone through the scriptures and you had told stories from um, different standpoints. Was that a framework that you had um, kind of thought through when uh, Brian was preaching or was this something that as you were working through it and writing it out and practicing it, that it just felt a little bit more natural to start with the scripture? More as I was writing it out and I drafted it around a few times, I thought I want to lay out at the beginning the four characters um, that I pulled from the Christmas story, and there was more, but I pulled those four, Mary, Joseph, Zachariah, and the shepherds, mm-hmm. because they were the ones that all four had the do not be afraid told yeah. to them. So I wanted to put that up front, and then I thought I could paint, each one of them presents a different scenario that maybe we can connect to in our world mm. today. Who in the audience can connect to Joseph or Mary mm. or Zachariah or the shepherds about where they were and why they might have been afraid and what they were encountering. So I wanted to mm. lay out like the four possibilities up front. Yeah. Then just talk through and break down a little bit of what does it mean to be afraid? What is fear in the Bible? What does that mean? Yeah. And then I thought, what's a verse that I can use like to center everything on about what do we do with once we are afraid, what do we do? Because it's it's not just a waving to the wand. Oh, don't be afraid, you know. Right. Chill like, out. Yeah, Jesus has got it. We'll pray, yeah. which is theologically true, but I call it poor Christianity. You know what I'm saying? So mm. I thought, well, let's go back to the prophet that had so much about the Messiah being born, Isaiah. And that's where I found this verse. And that led me to Angie Rigg, which put some other stuff in there. So it kind of fell into place that way, Hayden. Mm. Read the verse, please. Um, Isaiah 41.10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Mm-hmm. And I actually, when I found that verse, I actually texted it to all my kids. Because um, mm-hmm. I don't know about any of you coming through this next this past year, but there's been a lot of moments for me in the past year where it's just been like, oh my gosh, okay, now what do we have to do? As a leader, what am I going to do with this? Or how am I going to respond to that? And there's been a lot of moments of this, I'm out of my league or I'm not doing this well, that I've had to just go back and say, God, God, just use me despite myself. Give me the wisdom and discernment to walk through this because I don't know what to tell this parent or this teacher or this person or this situation. So just give me some guidance. And I really have felt that God's like, you walk faithfully. Don't be afraid. Even if it gets messed up, I can make a miracle out of it or something. We're going to go forward. Mm. So that was that's what I was thinking with that verse. Yeah. Mm. I, I love that and that his it's his hand that's going to hold us up and everything. And that's part of the reason why when we were talking about it, I thought, man, we need to hear that as Arbor. But in true full disclosure, I was also thinking, I want to hear that. Right. right? Because I'm uh, I've, I'm looking at next year and I'm thinking, man, as Arbor, we're looking at next year going, OK, Lord, who's the next pastor? How's that going to look? How are we going to go forward from there? Um, and I'm looking at, Lord, whoever the next pastor is, and then what am I going to do? And where am I going to go? And to, so I just thought, man, I, I need that too. You know, I need mm-hmm. to be able to just hear, uh, f- do not fear. Mm-hmm. It's my hand that's got you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm with you. And I'm with you. I'm with you. I love yeah. that. And I feel like it's something that you can step into every day, every hour, every minute, knowing like, okay, I may not know what... <laughs> 
is on the other side of door number two or <laughs> whatever. But I do know who's with me and yeah. he's going to help me figure it out. Whatever's behind that door or that curtain or that biopsy or that job interview or, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. you know, test result. <laughs> so he's, he's, he's with us. It reminds me of the, I call it the bathroom poem that for a long time was in all the bathrooms, the foot, <laughs> footprints in the sand. Yeah. Come on. Was that not hung up yeah. in every bathroom across yep. America for a while? Totally. Like every Christian home yeah. and footprints in the sand. Yeah. But I thought of that when I was thinking of those verses, like we think we're walking alone and actually mm. we're not. Yeah. Mm. So it's really good. I just ruined that poem for a lot of people. Now. They're going to think of it as the bathroom. Now I've got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, it's like a Pavlovian I response. You say it, it was always go. that picture. It was like the sand with the footprints, and it had the quote from the poem on it. Uh, Seem to see it in a lot of bathrooms over there. Yeah, I was surprised years. you didn't read that poem. So I, well, that's okay. <laughs> I want to get a a little bit more clarity on one of your your points, Scott. Um, I know in the uh, evangelical church, um, not as many people are familiar with uh, what meditation is or what meditation means. Um, your point, meditate on who God is. What does that practically look like? Um, if I'm if I'm personally going through something and I sit through that message on Sunday, what does it look like for me to meditate on who God is? Um, that is a great question. And I don't know if I'm the person to answer it thoroughly enough, but since you're asking me, I can tell you how (laughs) I envision meditation and what I think of and what I do when I meditate. For me, meditate is to ponder the Word of God, Mm. um, to sit with it, to think through it. Mm. Um, Sometimes that's intentionally sitting silent for a while just with a verse or a truth Mm -hmm. and thinking about it and just not trying to write about it, not trying to explain it, just let it sit and resonate with you for a while. I mean... That's hard for me as an active person, but I've gotten mm-hmm. better with that. Um, for me, meditating is it stays in your mind. You mull it over. You think about it when you're on a walk. Kind of like the Bible says, when you get up in the morning, you go to bed at night, Are you, is the word in your mind. So for me, when I picked this verse and I picked this sermon, um, I meditated on that. But for me, when I find myself in trouble, I go back to meditating on who God is, and I remind myself in those quiet moments the scripture says he is this. Mm. The scripture tells me he is that. And I try to go back to those verses that I know are truth about who God is and who he says he is. And that's what I try to keep my mind remembering, especially in times of like stress and anxiety and Mm. trouble. I'm not saying it always alleviates everything, but it keeps kind of like, it keeps you centered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the and, word I was going to use. It actually recenters yes, you. Yes. Pull me back yeah. in. Yeah. And so I think for me, that's what my meditation looks like. Sometimes it's very quiet, just sitting and thinking. Other times it's journaling. Sometimes it's when I'm skiing or hiking or whatever I'm doing, thinking mm-hmm. about it. But there's others that might be really good at like the deep, deeper parts of meditation that maybe Cliff or Allison have insights on. Well, mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about combating anxiety or fear, which this seems to be a little adjacent to uh, mm-hmm. as a subject. So if you're not going to fear if you're going to fear not, that means there was fear there so, mm-hmm. or anxiety. Something that my mom used to do that she taught me is um, she alphabetized the characteristics or attributes of God. Wow. And so she, when she was met with like waking up in the night with fearful thoughts or anxiety, 
she would recite in her mind the alphabet and go through like starting with A, you know, he's Abba, he, mm-hmm. B, he's beautiful, C, mm-hmm. he's compassionate. Mm-hmm. And she would recite the attributes of God mm-hmm. alphabetically and it would recenter her. And, it, you know, all of a sudden the fearful thoughts got smaller, or the volume went down on them and then he increased. So um, and that was calming to her. So yeah. that's something that a meditative practice that uh, is easy to organize, easy to remember. And it also drives you into scripture to find out more about his characteristics, right. you know, to fill out your ABC card. And I like that because, you know, traditional meditation, however you've studied or looked at it, does have mantras. There's these mantras that you quote and you say, for me in Christianity, the best mantras we should have is God's scripture mm-hmm. or God's names mm-hmm. or what God says about himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't mean there aren't other good mantras that we need to remind ourselves mm-hmm. of. I, I'm strong enough to do this. I, I can get this done. You know, I can breathe deep. I can be calm in this moment. Mm-hmm. But I think the meditation that I think about that we need to do more of is the mantras of scripture and what they tell us and what God's speaking to us to get us through those moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, and, and then you can use it, actually, it can become your prayer. Right, scripture becomes mm-hmm. your prayer, and you begin to find yourself praying scriptures or praying scripture that uh, clarifies the character of God, right. because that's what it always comes back to: is when we're fearing, um, we're either not thinking of Him, mm-hmm. or we're or we have questions about His character mm-hmm. that need to be cleared up. And mm-hmm. when they're cleared up, then we go, "Oh, I don't, I don't need to fear." Mm-hmm. That's good. Did that answer your question, Hayden? Yeah, it did. Um, and, and, and can I just add a little little thing here, too? I, I thought it was really good in your message that you defined the two different fears. Because we are right. talking about... Right. Fearing God. Fearing God as as opposed to, you know, um, the fear of, of something. Right. right. I hope right. I clarified that well enough. I kind of yeah. felt like maybe I ran through that quick, kind of quickly. But it, here's what was interesting for me when I was putting this together is that Part of my notes started going down the fear God, the respect, the reverence and awe, because I do feel that I do feel that sometimes in evangelical Christianity, we've gotten so casual with God mm. yeah. that yeah. sometimes I think that's why some of the liturgy and rituals come back into churches yeah. to reestablish this awe of God. And mm. while I'm not a big liturgist and ritual person, religious person, I have friends that have gravitated back towards that yeah. side of the faith because they feel that. There's a casual Christianity out there mm-hmm. that has not kept the reverence and awe of God that we should have. Mm. Um, I wanted to try to bring that to surface mm-hmm. and saying that's not the fear we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. We're talking about more of those physical, emotional manifestations that well up inside of us. Right. Rightly so oftentimes because it's like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. As all mm-hmm. these characters that you pointed out, like either there's an angel in front of me if I'm a shepherd I'm going to be scared. Right. Mary's got a huge job assignment, um, you know, or life lifestyle change coming up. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how you look at it, but yeah, each of these characters that you gave examples for, there was something big and daunting and Mm -hmm. striking fear into them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and all, but, and, but I, I believe, I don't know about them individually, but at least, at least for Zachariah, I believe as Jewish people, they had a, they had a fear and reverence of God. Yeah. And yet they were afraid when they were approached by an angel or an angel of God. Mm. And that's why I did, I think there was a part in there I said, is it going to be an oh no or an oh wow? Yeah, mm. yeah. And that was so, 
so good because that's the difference between the two, which comes back to the same thing that they were dealing with. Uh, Zachariah, do you understand the character of God? Right. That nothing will be impossible with him. Mm. And therefore, when I say these things to you, you got to understand who I am. You don't need to fear that kind of fear. Right. You need to have mm. an incredible amount of respect, of awe, of reverence because of how unbelievably powerful he mm. is. That's little, the other kind of Here's a little side note for you, Hayden. And yeah. Because you made me think of this, Cliff. Zachariah was the only one in that story that was rebuked for his fear. Mm. He I was, know, and I always felt like... I, I always felt that was, was a, a little bummer. bit unfair. I know, but <laughs> in a way, his his being struck dumb or mute yeah. was evidence until he saw the thing happen. Because right. you don't show as a pregnant woman for quite a while. Right. And it was like this will be a proof that this is a work right. of the of God in your life, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, I've yeah. always wanted to break that down a little bit more. Of like, I didn't see it as like a shame on you. I I saw it more as a, I, I, you feel that I've been silent all this time. Mm-hmm. I haven't been silent. It, my plan's been unfolding. Mm-hmm. So let let's you be silent for a while and just watch me work. Yeah, I don't I, know. I think, I think like, a little of that, but I also think the difference between him and Mary is. Mary is not questioning God's ability to do it. Right. Mary's trying to figure out how. True. And and Zachariah is saying, I don't think you can. And so he's questioning the ability. And I love the picture of Gabriel, who I, I really wonder about how yeah. how awesome and big and magnificent he was. But I just get the feeling that when he said that, he Gabriel was just so bugged by the fact that, that you can just see him drawing himself up even more huge and going... I am Gabriel. <laughs> I am at the right hand of God, and you question me. You know, it was. I mean, and then he, and then he goes, "You're going to be you're going to be struck dumb until you until the baby's born." Or mm. more like, "Hey, this is like you know when Jacob wrestled with God, and yes. he was yeah. touched in his yeah. hip, and yeah. he always walked with a limp from then on, and it was a reminder of like this encounter with mm-hmm. something holy." And I wonder if more if it was like, hey, there's going to be a physical, like you're going to lose your voice for a bit. It's going to remind you there of this holy encounter. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, and That's maybe how it, I, I take uh, it more you like take that. take it more yeah. like that? I, but I don't think this with the kindness that you just did in your voice. <laughs> he, he you said, don't think Gabriel said, was kind? <laughs> no, I, don't, I think he said, I, I am no, Gabriel. no, he was more like, That's what the word dude, of God's, he, dude, you're so mortal. You are Gabriel. such a cute little mortal man right now. Let me give you something to remind you of my visit with you. Well, the, I went down a real big rabbit trail there. Uh, oh, that's funny. And thus, uh, now people are going to have to go back and, and, and read that part of the alternating personalities and views of how we that's look at scripture. Right, that's awesome. right, and how we see the yeah. Lord. So now everybody's got to yes. go back and read that part of the scripture yes. and see go. And disability unfolds. theory, right? Like, it, just because you're disabled doesn't mean because you were you questioned and right. so anyhow mm. you know it's more <laughs> true, like true. dude it's more like you're gonna learn something about me here yeah. lord uh, exactly yes mm. it's <laughs> sorry i opened up the there's channel. kindness so where, where are we, Hayden? there's hey, kindness the in that <laughs> yeah well where, you, Hayden, do not be afraid to interrupt us and get us okay, back yeah, on yeah, yeah. i will fear not interrupting you guys um so i'm curious we talk about um what when anyone um, on staff or part of the speaking team gets up, um, there's always the lecture that happens on Sunday and then the lab that usually uh, follows um, something experiential that happens that really relates to the message. But I'm curious, kind of 
when you were talking about the development of this uh, sermon, do you feel like you kind of went through the lab mm. experience before you did the lecture of this message? You'd mentioned Have you had um, any opportunities to yeah. put this into apply it? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh! Yes. I mean, <laughs> yeah. The week, the week leading up to this, um, there just there's just a lot of things that popped up at school and in life. Mm that I had to navigate through, um, even in the last month that I've had to navigate through in work, personal life, all that stuff. And um, I literally called a buddy of mine up and I'm like, I, I don't know about this. Maybe he's like, this is the whole reason that you need to say what you're going to say is what you're walking mm. through. So I, I have found that more often than not, if, I'm, if I've got a topic or a sermon I'm going to be doing, there's some challenge in life that pops up and gets you right in the face mm -hmm. to make sure you're practicing what you're preaching. And I definitely had to practice this the week before this message. And in mm. fact, the whole thing at the end of the message where do not be afraid. I love that. God is with us, Emmanuel. That came out late that night, Hayden, when I was putting those notes and notes out to you. I hadn't, I didn't have any of that in there. That whole last thing, if you feel like Zachariah, if you feel like that came out of my week ahead of that, trying mm. to relate to different things. And so that, that was, was my lab a experience. hugely powerful yeah. part. I'm yeah. so glad God helped you figure that out. I was going to try to make out. everybody stand up on their chairs and everything, but then I thought that would be a little bit unsafe. <laughs> oh, Captain, my Captain? <laughs> yes. <laughs> kind of like, you know, in the Dead Poet Society, stand yeah. up on your desk. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I have a funny uh, story about that if you want to hear it funny. sometime. <laughs> Intriguing. <laughs> so that was my lab experience. Cool. Okay. Um, as we uh, start to wrap up, I am going to ask the question I ask every time. Was there anything that you had to cut out or wish that you had more time to um, talk about on Sunday? That's always a good question. Um, and I'm always afraid to say, oh, no, I covered all the points. Or I if your to kids <laughs> weren't in the congregation, <laughs> oh, is there anything yeah. you would have said? Right, what you're going to say now yeah. online for the world to They'll get. never watch us. My kids know I don't hold yeah. anything back. Sometimes I wish I would hold back more. Yeah. Um, no, I think... I think what I would hope is that as I walk away, I really do, I think of family members, students I work with, loved ones I have that do wrestle with anxiety, worry, fears, doubts, and that the panic and overwhelming that can happen. I, I would hope that people in Arbor's community that experience those things, this is not just a, well, just tell yourself God is with you and it's better. There is there is a necessity and a room and a place for counseling, therapy, help, professional support for those things because those are true um, emotional, mental, medical things that we need help with. And this is not a thing of like shame on you that you get overwhelmed with things. No, this is for me, um, it's the both and, both that professional support and remembering God is with you as you're walking through that, as you're seeking help, as you're getting the guidance you need. Don't forget to remember God is with you. Meditate on who he is and trust that he will strengthen you because you're seeking the help that you need. Mm. That's what I hoped came out to people. And if it didn't, I want to reiterate that now to whoever's listening. Oh, that's that, so good. Mm, that's that great. is so important, Just actually. Just know that because I'm not saying... Yeah. I don't support professional therapy because I've been through it. I wouldn't be where I am without it. But as you're going through it, remember who God says he is, meditate on who God is, and trust that he will strengthen you as you're getting that help. Yeah, and I think, uh, Scott, to, to kind of dovetail on that, the piece you said about this is if you, if you are fearing, it doesn't mean that you are a bad person. 
because no, I think you're, I said it's natural. Yeah, it's, like it is a natural thing. Yeah. yeah, and when you think about Mary, right, in her relationship with God, the favored one, and He says, "Don't do not fear," and Zachariah, the professional one. Mm. But then you think of Joseph, who in the dream is said, "Do not fear," right, and so uh, who was called a righteous man. Right. So here are people who. So it's it's it is something that is not foreign to any of us, and I think we've all acknowledged dealing with it ourselves. Mm-hmm. So there is no shame in it. It's here's mm-hmm. how God allows us to address it, and that's really good. Yeah, and I hope mm-hmm. I hope it resonated that I am not saying that we shouldn't be afraid at times. We're going to be. There are going to be things that come up that make us fearful and doubtful and worrisome. That's not the problem. It's if you let it manage you and control you and paralyze you with anybody that walks through that understands they don't want that con- they don't want it controlling them that way. It's just so difficult and so I hope it came from that point more than anything else. Right, mm. than just a happy, slappy Christian mantra. Just, well, I think you know, I said something just, like that in the message. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. no. I think I said a Christian wand or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, if only it were that easy, right? Right. If yeah. only it were that. pray more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, that's all it is? I've a couple people yeah. about that sometimes, I think. I know, <laughs> and people feel so guilty, you know, for having it not go away so fast. And it's like, nope. God is in your healing even when there's like a medication that helps you <laughs> calm yeah. or whatever. And, you know, well, Paul was healing haunted by something his entire life. and We don't know what it was. That's right. Mm. He kept asking for it to be removed. And God says, no, this is where I'm going to stay close to you yeah. in this area. Yeah. Mm. So that's great good uh, stuff, man. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. Good. Yeah. Well, I'm going to close things out. Thank you, Scott, for sharing that message with us. And uh, thank you for everyone who is watching or listening, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.